Yes, it is that time once again for Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you for making this your first listen every single weekday. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks every single day. If you ever want a question answered here on the show, hit me up on Twitter at Smalls underscore 55 or at Locked on Ducks, which you should be following along to already. Tweet with the hashtag AskLODpod, any of those ways We'll get your questions answered by yours truly right here on the show. And remember, like and subscribe. Leave a five-star review if you would be so kind. A nice comment as well. Always love seeing those to know that you, the wonderful fans of Oregon, are enjoying the show. Plenty to get to today. Who says off-season? I'm not a huge fan of the word off-season. I take after uh, Josh Pate of the Late Kick with Josh Pate, which is a tremendous show, by the way. If you love college football, he has a lot of smart takes. And that guy, as they say, gets it. But before I get to the uh, Dan Lanning visit with Joey Harrington and sort of the the significance of that, Oregon men's basketball is just going to raise my stress levels to new heights in the coming weeks. I mean, they are going to make it a real sweat. I I mean, a real, real sweat. They went into that Saturday game against Cal as a 10 seed, one of the last four buys, comfortably in, Terrible loss, one of the worst probably that Dane Altman has ever had during his tenure at Oregon. Don't worry, the sky's not falling. Dane Altman's still a great coach. But after the win against Washington State, Oregon now projected, according to our good friend Joe Lenardi, the bracketologist himself, as the last team in. The last team, not one of the last four in, which is you know where they are. The last team in. As it stands right now, if the tournament began today, According to Lenardi, we would be a 12 seed having a play-in game against Creighton from the Big East. Dana Altman's former team. That would be that would be pretty uh, pretty intense, I have to say. But just some huge, huge upcoming games: Arizona State and Arizona, UCLA and USC, Washington, Washington State. It's going to be bubble watch throughout, and we'll see if come NCAA tournament time or come Pac-12 tournament time, if the Ducks have to win the tournament to get the automatic bid to uh, to the big dance. So we'll monitor that as we go along. But in football news, I saw something the other day that just made me smile. It just, it just made me smile. Sometimes you're scrolling along on the Twitter feed and you see a lot of negativity out there because Twitter can be a very negative place. Sometimes, though, you scroll through and you come across one of those moments where you just go, man, I love seeing that. That is awesome. And I had one of those the other day. And I wanted to talk about it here on the show, so we shall. First of all, who doesn't love Joey Harrington? I mean, we're Oregon fans. I know his pro career didn't pan out the way he or others hoped or thought it would. But the moment, I don't even remember watching Joey Harrington play at Oregon. That's how young I am. I am not particularly old, though I feel pretty old on a daily basis. But anyway, he catches that touchdown in the Fiesta Bowl. It is an image that is burned into my mind for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's an awesome play. Number two, Joey Harrington's a legend. And number three, it is on the 2000 to 2010 college football images of the decade, which is one of my favorite YouTube videos ever. It's amazing. I love, absolutely love those sorts of decade-long reflect on you know this time in sports I love those videos the 2010 to 2019 sports center images of the decade 
phenomenally well done. Just it, it encapsulates all the big moments, and you see them right there, and you get to relive those emotions. Those are videos I can watch time and time again. But Joey Harrington, Oregon legend, love, love that moment. And, you know, we as Duck fans root for him no matter what. You know, same deal with uh, with Mariota and Herbert, all the other pro Ducks that I will continue to, to keep a watchful eye on here on the pod, keep you in tune with their pro careers because you know, that's the, the beautiful thing about college sports. And another beautiful thing is the, the getting together of Dan Lanning, our new head coach, and Joey Harrington, an Oregon legend. And there, there are a couple takeaways here that I think are significant. This sort of sit-down where Lanning is going to meet with Joey Harrington, looks like it was in Joey's house. I don't have that confirmed, but that's how it appeared in the photo that I saw. It tells me that Dan Lanning is not seeing this job as, quote-unquote, just a springboard because that was a concern expressed by a lot of Duck fans, including former alumni, among them, Joey Harrington and Justin Herbert, remember way back when, seems like a lifetime ago, it was uh, December time, I believe, they penned a letter when Cristobal had left to Athletic Director Rob Mullins, said, look, we want a guy who's going to be you know, committed to the University of Oregon. They didn't name names about who they wanted, and Joey Harrington has clarified all that stuff. You can look it up. I won't go through every little detail, but the basic message of the letter was they wanted an Oregon guy for the job and they don't want someone who is there just to go to another place and Dan Lanning when you take the time to have a meeting like this it tells me that you are all the way committed and it might seem you know kind of rudimentary or basic for a head coach to have a sit down like this and maybe he's just trying to put the fans at ease but I'll tell you why it's not that obvious after I tell you that Built Bar is going to help you stick to your New Year's resolutions. You're sticking to yours, I'm sticking to mine because we're eating right thanks to Built Bar. Almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best tasting bars Built Bar has ever made. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. They're a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Cinnamony churro, which is a mouthful, but a delicious mouthful at that. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. They're going to be your new favorite. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So this meeting between Dan Lanning and Joey Harrington, it, it, it is significant to me because you might think it's reactionary to the letter and that whole ordeal, which occupied the discussion around the Oregon football program for about a week, and understandably so. You know, when alumni who are taking the time to write a letter to the athletic director expressing your concerns and thoughts about the the state of the Oregon football program. I would rather have guys, you know, if you think that that's uh, alumni overstepping uh, their bounds or anything like that, I would rather have alumni who care too much than care too little any day of the week. So Lanning taking a meeting like this and getting together with Joey Harrington, you might think it's just reactionary to the letter itself, which is not an impossible state of affairs. It could be that way. 
but not every football coach makes these sorts of extra efforts. We saw this with Carlos Lachlan, our new running backs coach as well. He made a big push on social media to get in touch with, with Oregon running back legends, and there have been a lot of great running backs to come through the University of Oregon in the last 10, 15 years or so. But it's good that coaches are doing this, that they want to be a part of the community, understand the history, get in touch with well-known alumni, understand the program, immerse themselves in it, and really become ducks. And not every coach does this. If you think it's you know a standard thing or it's basic or it's not that important, it doesn't mean Dan Lanning's going to be able to win at a high level. It's not indicative of that. What it does tell me is he wants to buy into the University of Oregon 100%. And the quintessential example of how not every coach does this to this extent is Brian Harson down at, at Auburn, who was a guy that was rumored maybe to be in the mix for the Oregon job. I don't think he was ever a serious candidate, but there has been a lot of drama lately around the Auburn football program. And a big part of that is there is friction between the alumni and donors and boosters for the program who you know, never really wanted Brian Harson, And as a result, he has not made the effort needed to mend those relationships or get them to buy into him as the new head coach of their football program. And as a result, he was almost let go very recently. Now, last I heard, Auburn football is going to retain Brian Harson as their head coach. But this is a lesson that every team can learn. When you hire a new head coach to run your football program, yes, you have to be able to recruit. Yes, you have to know your X's and O's. But being the head coach, not just a coordinator, but being the head coach encompasses a wide-ranging number of responsibilities. And it all impacts how things land in the locker room, how things are run in the locker room. Because one of the things that came out was that Brian Harson was not always great to to some of his players, and some of his players defended him, and some of him didn't. Some of them did not. If you don't have the sort of personality that's going to be able to get buy-in from everyone that's involved with a football team, whether you think those sorts of people should be involved or not, it's a reality of the situation on the ground right now in 2022 for college football. You have to be able to work with people. You have to be able to get people to like you, to buy into your vision, all that sort of stuff. And Dan Lanning taking the time to meet with Joey Harrington, who was you know, at the forefront of saying, look, uh, we, we want an Oregon guy. That's what we as you know, well-known alumni are really looking for. And again, whether you think they should have input or not, I'll leave that up to you and your own personal thoughts. But this is the extra effort I want to see from my head coach, and I think you should too. Because I want a guy who's going to be a part of the community. Even if some of you may be worried, well, what if he leaves for an SEC job in five years? As I've said on the show several times and will say forever and always, if that happens, he will have had to have won, English is a fun language, at a very high level. Very high level. And that's the sort of winning that we want for our program. And I'm not going to think about that a whole lot more. Because I'm hoping that's many years down the line. I would love if Dan Lanning pulled a Dana Altman, a guy with Midwestern roots, no ties to Oregon, comes here and just grows to love it. And this is the sort of thing that could spur a relationship like that. He gets involved with the alumni. They like him. He likes them. 
and then you feel a part of the community. You become a member of the community. That's what you want from your head football coach, to make the extra effort. Whether or not it has a substantial impact going forward, we'll see. But I'm just telling you right now, I saw this and thought, man, that is a good sign. He wants to be an Oregon Duck for however long that's going to be. And I hope that it'll be for a really long time and he can just win at a high level and win Pac-12 championships and national championship, all this sort of stuff. I want that too. But I want a coach who is all in. And Dan Lanning is showing us Duck fans before he's even coached a game. This guy's all in on the University of Oregon, wants to be here, wants to love it here. I won't say that you know he loves it yet. I'm sure he would say that, but he's only been around for a couple months or so. Once he gets settled, gets his family moved there, I think they, I, I think they are doing the right things as a coaching staff, and that's not something that you always see. They signed a kicker, this coaching staff, from Washington State via the transfer portal, who they gave a scholarship to, which is a little peculiar, but I think I know where they're going with it. I'll tell you where that is after I tell you football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so this move happened uh, a little while ago, and I've been waiting to talk about it, and today seemed uh, like a good time. No basketball today. There's going to be a lot of basketball upcoming on the pod in, in the next few weeks. Hopefully, I'll get to discuss however many tournament games Oregon has in the big dance, but they've got some work to do, and that's why I'll keep you updated every day, which is why you should like and subscribe wherever you're listening to the show. If you want to leave a nice comment, that always makes my day as well. Five-star review, all that good jazz and such, but... Andrew Boyle is the kicker's name. He comes from Washington State. And the question I immediately asked is why? Why would they go get Andrew Boyle when Tom Snee, our punter, who is a more than capable punter, had some really good ones against Ohio State this year. Camden Lewis, our place kicker, who is one of the most incredible stories of growth in a college football player I've ever seen at any position. He went from a guy who couldn't make extra points consistently and in the 2019 Pac-12 championship game was sidewinding kicks through the uprights to a guy who can now hit a 48-yard field goal with, with, with relative, I won't say ease because it's a tough thing to do, but he looks confident and capable from that sort of range. So if you have those two guys there, why would you want a kicker like Andrew Boyle to come from Washington State who was not their, their number one guy up there? The thought that I have heard about this, based on the research I have done, is he could become the kickoff specialist. Yeah, he, he very well could. Because Oregon, as I said, got the kicker, got the punter. But kickoffs have been a problem really for the last several years. And this, to me, speaks to a thing that we as Oregon fans should be happy about. Right? 
when you have a move like this that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Remember the name Joe Lorig? I talked about him on a recent episode. He's our new special teams coach. He has a tremendously strong track record as a special teams coach and coaching you know, some really efficient, effective units on, on good teams. He's coming over from Penn State. So it may seem confusing to us as fans from the outside to use a scholarship on a third kicker of the football. But this is an instance where I think we have to show some trust in the coaching staff and a guy like Lorig, who has shown he's capable of coaching these kids at a high level and producing quality special teams units. And when you have a move that is so kind of shocking and takes you back, I don't know how many of you are, are sports gamblers out there, but when you come across a line in a game and it looks weird just on paper, there's a weird line that Vegas puts out, you think, whoa, what? why is that line that? That doesn't make any sense. If it seems off for some reason, there is a reason. Vegas always knows. And if this is a move that doesn't make sense to us, we're on the outside looking in. So I think there's a reason they went and got this guy. And the video that I first saw of him when they announced the transfer was him kicking like a 60 or 70-yard field goal. Now he got some run-up to it as well, and he's not in pads, but he has a really big leg. And remember what Dan Lanning said recently. He wants to build a dynasty at Oregon from the defense up. This is a former defensive coordinator. That's where the hallmark is going to be of this Oregon team with this coaching staff. Special teams are a big part of your defense. If you can force a team to come out to the 25 two to three times more per game than they otherwise would have, where maybe they'd get out to the 30 or the 35, or hopefully not the 40 or so, think about what that does for a defense. It gives them the ability to allow a whole nother first down without allowing a touchdown on the drive, at least on average. You give offenses longer and longer fields to work with, your defense is in better shape. And remember, the Patriots have had a great defense ever since Bill Belichick has been there. And you know what they've always had to go with their defense? Elite special teams. Camden Lewis turning into a good kicker, that matters for the Ducks. Tom Snee being a capable punter, that's important. We saw that in the Ohio State game. It helps your defense a lot. But a kickoff specialist? Oregon hasn't ever really had a good one of those. Aiden Schneider, maybe. But a lot of the kickers the Ducks have had over the years, you know, going back to Morgan Flint and Rob Beard, Alejandro Maldonado, none had huge legs to drive touchbacks consistently through the end zone. So that might be what they're seeing here. A big kicker who's going to be able to impact field position on kickoffs. I think that's what they're going for, and I'm okay with that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're just seeing it as a guy to bring in to push Camden Lewis. Maybe they see more potential in Boyle than they do in, in Tom Snee at the punting position. I don't know. But my theory here is it could very well be that we have Snee punting, Lewis kicking off, or excuse me, Lewis doing field goals, and Andrew Boyle kicking off come 2022. It's, it's entirely possible for this upcoming football season. And I would be okay with that if that's the case. Because this coaching staff, led by Dan Lanning, knows what they want to be, knows what they need to do to achieve their goals. And if they were willing 
to give this guy a scholarship when we already have two other kickers on the roster, it tells me he might become the kickoff specialist, and that could help Oregon big time. I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.